Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm uh, Professor Bill. I'm Dr. Seth. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Lab Assistant Audie. And, uh, You're John Bugman, right? You know, I'm John actually, Bugman. You know, I'm actually the only professor here. <laughs> this, like, really? I mean, it doesn't look like it. it no. Does. Well, no, this is... <laughs> That's right. right. This is, we this uh, at is least dress apart, right don't we? This is yes. science. Science! So, bastards. excuse we, me, I didn't go to Zombie Academy for 12 years to be called nothing. Mr. Seth. That's right! Yeah, it's only a four-year program, so that says a lot about you. <laughs> well, you want to be thorough. Yeah. yeah. Right? And off. I mean, when your professors keep dying, that doesn't make it go any faster. No, yeah. right. <laughs> or trying to eat the class. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> well, we're uh, dressed this way in honor of uh, Zombieland. Double tap, I mean, which... I don't know if we're dressed this way in honor of zombies. I mean, we just... Well, it's kind of our theme. Yeah, just because. We're kind of themed up. We even have <laughs> our special beakers of uh, solution, which we've prepared each with our own supposed anti-zombie formula. Yep. I'm sure one will work, and the others will probably turn us into zombies. Or so one my, person's going to have a lot of battling green. to do. It may just turn my poop green. We'll see. <laughs> ah. More on that later. There'll yes. be an update. Oh, yes. Speaking of turning poop green, I have a story. Oh, this is a story for on-air. Okay. Yes, this is an on-air story. Oh, God. So, this is a great way to get people to stick around for the rest of the episode. Well, uh, Linda and I went to, uh, in between um, our recording podcast here, we went to the uh, Prairie Lights uh, Film Festival uh, in Grand Island at the Grand Theater, and uh, overall it was, uh, it was a very uh, good event, and uh, a lot of good uh, shorts there. Uh, most of them were heavy on the horror side, simply because horror movies are a lot cheaper to make than other movies, because you don't have a lot of, you know, if you're making a sci-fi movie, you've got aliens to create, or spaceships, or special, special effects, effects yeah. ray guns, stuff like that. Whereas you just do a little bit of blood or you do a psychological horror movie and you don't really have a lot of special effects. If you do a Western, you got to have cowboy hats and horses. And so horror movies, pretty easy to make. Um, now, they did wow. have... Let's not say easy to make. I mean, cheaper is what I meant to say. Cheaper to make. Um, so our, our friend Bill Hedges was there with uh, one of his latest... Uh, videos in his Cosmic Cat series. How is Bill? Uh, Bill is great, and uh, his film was incredibly popular. Uh, everybody really liked it, mm. and I'd say it was one of the best of the ones that I saw while I was there. Um, and um, so, but uh, on to the, the poop story. <laughs> so on to the poop story. So Saturday night, and I'm going to check the schedule here. Um, 
let's see. Uh, I gotta find the right page. Saturday, October 12th. So Saturday night after 8 p.m. Uh, it says the following block of films contain adult subject matter including nudity, violence, language, and sexual situations. Viewer discretion is advised. And so we stayed um, and the films were were good um, until they got to kind of 9 o'clock. And then 9 o'clock was called uh, the After School Lunch Special, a collection of terrifyingly disgusting short stories that make light of topics like cannibalism and intestinal parasites. <laughs> and the, so, I There's mean. There's a category for that? Yes, yes. It's like a whole category. Yes. Of, okay. Yes. All right. Intestinal parasites and cannibalism. Now, uh, we didn't stay for any of the cannibalism because the first show. <laughs> we, we came for the show, but we didn't <laughs> stay for the cannibalism. Yes. She I passed up on that. communion then. Yes, we did. So, yeah, so uh, we're watching the first one, and of course, even the intro itself is horribly disgusting. And the intro starts off uh, for this series of shorts, and it's got this woman who is wearing like this one piece swimsuit, and she's like covered in filth. But then, Linda, uh, you'll have to unmute your mic if you want to describe it. I'll let Linda describe I this I don't part. know that I want to describe it. So somehow she's, like, crapping herself, and she's pulling her swimsuit oh. bottoms out a little bit so big glops of it fall on the ground. Can we cut this part? <laughs> yeah. I don't see this interesting yeah, anyone. Yeah. No, no, it didn't interest me. And a number of people started walking out at that point. No, you know, understandably. Yeah. But you, I think you've just fallen into the uh, Howard Stern syndrome in terms of the fact you saw something you don't like, but you can't seem to put it away. You well, are, no, I wanted to explain this to people as a warning. Why do you want to explain it's this It's a warning. So if you go to no, the Prairie Lights seen, Film Festival makes fun next of year, intestinal parasites and just walked away they would have gone no because there were a lot somewhere. of people in the show that john left yeah. i wanted to walk away yeah. yeah he wouldn't let me well no i said this can't be there has to be more to it than this there has to be a point but then there didn't have to be but, a point did there <laughs> well i don't know because we didn't we couldn't stay for the rest of it so we watched the first show so and that was just kind of like because i kept gagging yeah, yeah. that was kind of like the intro to this whole section but it really had nothing to do with the section and so then it went into the oh, first show. So the first show, this guy goes and he's looking for sushi. And he ends up finding sushi in um, like one of those um, quickie gas station things where you pull in oh, and you yeah. get gas and they got a, you know, glass containers there. And he looks in and he sees like a wrapped thing you of know, sushi. freshest sushi in town in there. Yeah. Right? So he buys oh. that and he takes it home and he eats it. And then all of a sudden you start hearing his stomach growling and he starts doubling mm -hmm. over in pain. Mm -hmm. And then he runs into the bathroom and he's, you know, crapping himself out. And then all of a sudden, he craps out this intestinal parasite. Tapeworm. A tapeworm that comes up on his shoulder and sits there and talks to it's him. It's huge. And it's still hooked into his anus. <laughs> John's oh no. face says it all. John's sitting there like... No, John's exactly like, I've got my next costume. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Actually, that wouldn't be hard. I mean, use your existing parasites? I just don't see why... Why? Why did no. you want to and do this? And so it, it's like, the whole show is just this parasite telling him to go eat and eat because the parasite's hungry, and it wants him to keep eating more and more food. And he keeps eating okay, food, and then finally he's had like enough, but then the parasite wants to go to somebody else. Can we start? The and show I can't over? even remember how it ended. <laughs> I think the like parasite went into somebody it up else. From the beginning, just cue it up because this <laughs> yeah. Is... So anyway, that was that was the last we that was the last of the shorts we watched because then they had like a ten minute break so you could go get refreshments. So oh, yeah. you would want refreshments. Yeah, at that so, time. So, uh, yeah. ten minute break so the audience who now knew what they were in for could flee, could escape. Yeah, I wonder how many people came back. And I, I will never know. And if, the, if there's some way that photographed them and put them on a database, <laughs> everybody knows who they are forever. So. I mean, I. From a certain standpoint, you want to say that in art, anything anything goes. Like you right. can you you can shock, you can disgust, but at some point there's gotta be a functional limit, right? You would think, and like whatever it is, the audience <clears throat> should kind of want to be there, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I was watching it, thinking, well, certainly there has to be a message or a point. No, apparently not. No, <laughs> there wasn't. I mean, it seemed to be it seemed to be just disgusting stuff to serve being as disgusting as possible. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I'm just thinking right now, let's let's substitute an intestinal parasite for some beloved children's stories, like Falcor from Never Ending Story is no longer a flying dragon that looks like a beagle. It's a tapeworm. And it's <laughs> like, all of a sudden, the Never Ending Story is a book that has to be closed by comedians. <laughs> <laughs> well, see... It's a it's along, an ending story. Yeah. Along those Literally. lines, though, there's a rear-ending story. There's oh. a uh, trilogy by uh, Sean and McGuire under a pen name uh, Mira Grant, where uh, where uh, science has developed a uh, a medical uh, uh, a genetically modified tapeworm. So you take this. Every tapeworm is basically uh, is tailored to the person who is taking it. And it not only like regulates your weight and whatnot, but it's also been uh, been uh, engineered so that it will naturally create and uh, and let let out any drugs that you need on a regular schedule. So everybody, basically everyone on Earth now has one of these tapeworms. So, so the tapeworm produces the medicine that you need. Yeah, and it'll excrete it at. Mm -hmm. Regular intervals. As yeah, you need. so you don't have to take drugs anymore. The well, tapeworm does it for you. You can't. Hmm. But but think in terms of the adipose from Doctor Who. Yeah. As well, a tapeworm. I mean, that cute that's... little gumdrop that right. pops out of the right. fat. It's actually a you know ugly ass tapeworm. Well, I should <laughs> right. I should mention it would the that uh, change the whole character of the show. Yeah. I mean, Sean and McGuire's uh, uh, pen or Mira Grant is her horror writer uh, or her pseudonym. horror story pseudonym and of course there's a turn to this <laughs> ah, interesting <clears throat> well i will say this <clears throat> about the prairie lights film festival aside from that oh, one no, saturday sure night after awesome. nine o'clock like, thing yeah. the rest of it was awesome because <clears throat> you sit there and you go into the theater in the morning 
And, uh, of course, the concession stands are open, so you get whatever you want. And you sit down, and you just watch a series of uh, uh, 10 to 20-minute shorts. And they were all really quite good, uh, especially some of the horror ones were really good. Um, one of the ones that Benito Garcia worked on uh, particularly was uh, memorable. Cool. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I, I would recommend going to a film festival if oh, somebody yeah, gets a chance. Like, and they do have one actually here in Omaha um, that I'll be looking to go to next year to, to yeah. check it out. Well, so, I mean, NevCon after nine is kind of weird, too. Mm. So, yeah. I think the panel, you're up for the panel? Yeah. Well, we're, we're next to the hentai panel. so Next I, to it or adjacent? preceding it? It's at the same time as ours. So oh. we'll, we'll see who comes. It's like, I don't know. It's like, which is more popular, Tentacle Monsters or us? I don't know. So we'll uh, we, are we still doing two panels? Are we doing well, the, the Kyoto Animation panel and the Oracle panel? The Kyoto's panel? earlier, much earlier. Okay. Yeah. It is on the books. So this is our Orville panel that's right up against the hentai panel. Yeah. Which I'm... You know I like doing late night panels because everyone's just drunk and it's like they're 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 very relaxed. It's much easier to entertain them. It is. I mean, I feel like then I would want to be drunk. You can be drunk. Be drunk. I'll be I'll be the designated driver of this show. <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm there. I don't be know if you've ever. I don't know if you've ever interacted with drunk Seth before. Is a panel uh, better with a not drunk Seth who thinks he has to perform? Would no, a panel I'm... be better with a drunk moderator or just drunk guests, or both? Uh, both. I mean, I guess it depends on the yeah. panel and how drunk everyone is. Yeah. True. Like, I suppose. At some point, everything devolves into chaos. Yeah. But and at a certain point, everyone just kind of gets over their uh, social anxieties for right. a little bit. And yeah. it gets to be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They do. Because mm. I expect much more audience participation in this one than we got last time. And we got, we got well, a We'll see if anyone actually, time. like, we'll see if this is the right crowd for it, though. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Like, I mean, Nebraska is mainly an anime crowd. So they, no, they actually really dig these sci-fi panels, though. Yeah, like, but I've the people. A lot of them. Okay, I, trust I will... me, you're gonna be you're gonna be surprised. You're right. I didn't think that they'd be that much interest, but they are. It's yeah, like... I've been watching a little bit more Orville just to brush up on it before the panels. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be right. brushing up on my Hulu so that I can continue to see it because that's, <laughs> that's where it's gonna be from now on. I think this might be taking hold. <laughs> First part of the virus is setting in. Oh. Sneezing? <laughs> yes. Did we want to and talk spreading about spreading the virus? Uh, we if do. If you're a sneezing zombie, you're definitely not going to be one of the ninjas. Right. Right. Well, so uh, I think this is a good time to start talking a little bit about um, Zombie Land Double Tap. Yeah. Which is the sequel to uh, 2009's Zombie Land, and uh, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone. Um, who else was in that? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg uh, plays Columbus, and Abigail Breslin plays Little Rock. And uh, so it's been 10 years, so everybody's noticeably aged a little bit, um, but still um, good in their roles. Um, and I mean, it's t also been 10 years in the movie as well. Right. Yes. Right. So, um, which, uh, the, the thing I found amazing was that all the power still works. And they tried to explain it, too. Yes, I it's know. It's like the water keeps going over the hydroelectric dams and we still have power. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> Those just work without maintenance, isn't that right? Apparently. I don't know why Dr. we're paying Bill? people to be there. Now. We could think of the money we could save if we just sent all the power workers home. 
<laughs> at least for well, ten years. I mean, well, can we, we? We don't. We don't have a dam. So I like, mean, maybe they just are zombies and they keep doing their thing. Ooh, maybe. Maybe there's a type. Maybe there's, there's a, a different working type zombie. Of, yeah, there's a different type of zombie who's just like a worker zombie. Yeah, I think that's what I am already. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so. Uh, what did you think of the show? What was your favorite part? We'll start with Seth. Oh, favorite part? Ugh, man. Okay, so this movie has what is, in my mind, one of the best uses of Chekhov's gun. Which so, is? So, spo oh, so <laughs> yeah, Chekhov's gun. For the, for so, the normals. Yeah, what is that? So, that. for the normals, it... Yeah. Chekhov's gun is where if you show a gun in the first act, it must be fired by the third act. Oh, okay. So, and that, like, yeah, at me if I got it a little bit wrong. Whatever. Uh, so, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, Tallahassee gives Little Rock a, a gun, a, a special gun that they, of course, steal from the White House. and Right. <laughs> like... Spoiler alert. Didn't it belong? Oh, yeah. All spoilers with his. Spoilers <laughs> everywhere. It was, P.S., it was Elvis's gun. Yeah. Elvis's, Elvis's Elvis gun, gun that was in the White House got whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you forget about it by the third act. Like, you right. had, I had completely forgotten about this gun. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I she didn't. uses it to save his life, and I'm like, oh, hey, that's clever. I like that. <laughs> See, I, I thought when I saw her shoot with that gun, I wasn't thinking Chekhov's gun. I was thinking, she's actually a hood rat. And it's like, they told her to melt all the guns. Not going to melt this one, because I'm a hood rat. So sweet. I liked it. I yeah, heard. I was like, Chekhov's gun. Cool. And they also had another, like, they had other, like, fun callbacks from earlier on in the movie. Like, yeah. Where uh, Tallahassee was talking about uh, running Buffalo off the cliff, which leads it led up into the uh, the final scene, which was him fun. running Buffalo, running zombies off the cliff. Mm. That was just yeah, that was kind of an interesting little segue into Native American uh, appropriation. But no, it was cool. Like, <laughs> thank you for for, for that. I uh, John, what you what was your favorite part? Uh, I guess. When, uh, what's his name? The the two guys who like, ran over. Oh, the, the truck? Yeah. So that was uh, Luke Wilson who played yeah, Albuquerque and, and Thomas Middleditch yeah. that played Flagstaff. Yeah, I was very happy to see them die. <coughs> you were? I, I was. They were just kind of irritating to me. It's like, and you know, looking back on it, they, it looks like they were just like, Born to die. Yeah. <laughs> the whole. The, they were just kind of put there as a yeah. comic little uh, uh, duo that matched up with uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's character Tallahassee yeah. and Jesse Eisenberg's character Columbus. Yeah. They were, they were to point out their faults and then promptly be killed because right. of their flawed creations of a, of an evil god. Right. Had to go. Now, so. the only thing that that bothered me on that was, so. Uh, Columbus, Jesse Eisenberg, has his rules of surviving zombie land, like, you know, uh, rule cardio. number one is cardio, number two is double tap. double tap, always take a second shot to kill the zombie, don't save bullets because it bathroom. may literally bite you in the end. Uh, yeah, bathrooms, uh, that sort of thing. 
And then um, Flagstaff, Thomas Middleditch's character, he has what he calls commandments. I would have thought laws would have been a better better analogy mm-hmm. rather than commandments. Right, right. Um, apparently, it, uh, rules are better. Because, I mean, they can be modified. Middleditch is dead. So it's like yeah. well, his commandments... He didn't, didn't help another, him. He needed another commandment. Stay away from those, those guys. Well, they said, didn't they say uh, they missed the one rule, which was ask for help? Never be afraid to ask yeah, for help. Yeah, right. Right. That and I don't idea. think that was one of the commandments, so that's mm-hmm. why they took on the zombies themselves. And then, of course, the zombies had evolved <clears throat> between... Well, first. The first show and this show. Your favorite part. Yeah, what was your favorite part? Um, I was going to say the same thing John did, the the two characters that were um, identical to Tallahassee and and Columbus, the Flagstaff and uh, Albuquerque guys' characters. I thought they were pretty funny. And uh, the the fact that uh, Flagstaff drives this uh, monster truck and actually drives it over and crushes Tallahassee's, quote, Beast, which is like a modified suburban with bars on the window and a gatling. Well, it was one of the presidential vehicles. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it was armored and right, right, right. had a minigun on top. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did, I did have an actual favorite moment from the movie, which was the zombie kill of the year mm. in Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Where he drops the Leaning the, the, Tower of Pisa on, like, two zombies. <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of a recurring uh, thing through this one was <clears throat> the zombie kill of the year thing. Well, they kind of did that in the last they one did as well. The first one, yeah. yeah. Dropped a piano on zombies. <clears throat> right. Uh, this one, There was two in this one, yeah. Yeah. So the Leaning Tower of Pizza, and then, of course... Pizza? Pizza. <laughs> pizza, pizza. I don't think you said pizza. I, I have a cold. I'm starting to slur like a zombie. <laughs> Um, Here they come, pizza. <laughs> yeah, They're coming over there, pizza, pizza, pizza. And then, of course, the the uh, zombie kill of the century, which was Woody Harrelson's, where he lured the zombies over the cliff. Yeah, that was that a real thing. That. It's like <laughs> a, a Plains Indians would actually guide buffalo over cliffs. They called them buffalo jump sites. And it's right. Like they, he was. That's actually accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, but yeah, I've seen that. Interesting way to actually portray that and seeing all these zombies just flying over the top. Yeah. See, what do you think about that little Homer at the end? It just kind of... Yeah, that was uh, pretty hilarious. <laughs> I thought... I, I liked all their... All the Homers from the... Yeah. I was surprised that the Homer, though, was able to get that far. Homers are, are uh, intellectually dysfunctional zombies. zombies. They, they're not... They're almost not dangerous. Right. Uh, they so can be dumb. distracted yeah. by a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, no, Homer. Never mind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so the different types there were Homers. Then there were Hawkings. The Hawkings are the the clever, more intelligent, yeah. clever zombies mm-hmm. that can dodge bullets apparently. And can take a lot of bullets. And can take a lot of bullets and still I come at those you. The, those are the T, the Terminators. Yeah, yeah the, the Terminators can take a lot oh, no. of bullets. Oh, yeah, the T-800s are the ones who can yeah. dodge the bullets. dodge bullets and take bullets. Hawkings are the ones who can figure out problems. Yeah. yeah. Like we saw the one who grabbed a guy's eye to get it that, through yeah. an eye scanner. Mm. Right. That was clever. Yeah. And then ninjas. And then the ninjas were the stealthy zombies you don't know they're there and you're walking around thinking the place is clear and then all of a sudden 
pounce. They come out of the See, we never actually, shadows. Yeah, except for that opening scene, we never really yeah. saw a ninja. We never right. saw I figured one. that yeah. they would be using that one for jump scares all over the place. Right, right. I think they had a missed opportunity there. See, yeah. I think they just put the put the different types of zombies in the opening just so that they could get Homer for the right. jokes right. and uh, and the T eight hundred. Like, oh, there's a new the type threat. of zombie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, there's probably a whole bunch of ninja scenes on on the edited scenes. There might be. Yeah. And uh, I will say that as as the movie ended and the credits started to roll, I turned to Linda and I said, the only thing I miss, or uh, I almost turned to Linda because I was thinking in my head, the only thing that I missed was the fact that Bill Murray wasn't in it. <laughs> and Because he died in the first one. Mm. But then, lo and behold, we get a flashback. So stay tuned for... Uh, through the credits, uh, about yeah. you know, after the credits start, first part. Well, I, I mean, ideally, don't listen to this episode before yeah, yeah. you watch the movie. Perhaps a spoiler alert on this one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah, put a spoiler. On. I'm yeah. gonna put that on the episode description. What did us. you guys think of Madison? Though? Ooh, spoiled zombies. Um, I liked Madison. Um, she kind of was ir- She actually, I, I was expecting her to be much more irritating than she was. Yeah, uh, I don't know how they kept up that premise because I thought it would run thin really fast. Yeah, but then there she is driving the clown truck. I know. It's like, uh, like I I figured when he came back to the van and we didn't see him actually shoot yeah. her. You don't see somebody I die. S- I saw her eating nuts too, so I kind of yeah. Feeling that's what happened, but it's like, and she's like trying to explain because her tongue is swollen from a nut allergy. Right. But they're talking. I how read did an she article. survive that anyway? <laughs> Good question. I read an article that they're talking about making a Madison spinoff, oh. a whole movie. Oh but, no! And I was thinking that sounds like a, that sounds like a terrible idea. But actually, if it's just one of those like movies where there's just like fate that just keeps, she's Bill, she's literally not a real boy, and it's like I think, I think she just be, makes it through. Yeah, she was like, she's like what, twenty one, twenty two, yeah. something in the yeah. movie. So she would have been eleven or something. 10 or 11 when the zombie plague yeah. started. Yeah. Right. So there actually could be a really good movie in there of this clueless, like, 10-year-old yeah. just... Yeah, yeah surviving. I mean, Going yeah, through, I a mean... A decade of living, yeah, of surviving with this. And, you know, yeah. she ends up the way she ends up because she basically lives in a mall with all of the educational opportunities that are found in a mall. Yeah. So... Right. Educational opportunities. Yeah, that... There are none? Yeah, okay, so, all right. Yeah. So, all right. <sighs> Your sarcasm was too thickly veiled. So. Yeah. I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, so, and, um, um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, a, about a Madison. Boy Bill would be, uh, or not real boy story would be good. It's like, I think Bill right. needs to see one just so he knows what it looks like. Because <laughs> we're all watching it now. <laughs> Every day we watch the story of Bill. Well, um, I did like the fact that that she survived and ended up driving that clown truck. I thought that was hysterical. No clowns. No and, clowns. Um, no clowns ever. Ah! I, I did. Uh, I did like the part where she uh, she kind of uh, uh, so Columbus has given her a tour of the White House, and they get to the Lincoln bedroom, which actually is his bedroom, and she says, um, I, "I didn't really want the tour. I just want to have sex." 
kind of thing and jumps on him and he's like no 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 you know and and she says listen uh, it's been i've been locked in that freezer for what 10 years and i want to have sex it's either (laughs) you or the old guy downstairs (laughs) meaning woody harrelson's character and he says he says uh well uh yeah he's still kind of nervous about it she says oh well listen if you have religious objectives i have ways around that (laughs) 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 so yeah i thought i thought that was pretty hilarious no i I like yeah yeah. that was like that moment there were a few moments where she like that the airhead act just like dropped away from her right (laughs) and she's just like okay listen here's the way it's gonna be do you think she was an actual airhead or do you think that she might have some kind of weird secret genius that she cuz she lived for 10 years it's like she's somehow like she had moments where she like had a moment of clarity or at least she projected one that she actually knew what was going on around her and well but she, she also to portray it was an act to to Stu- stupid truly stupid people don't survive the zombie apocalypse true like truly stupid but unless them. they're truly mm. stupid lucky people I, I mean, yeah, I guess if your luck I mean, stats if, you, if, if your luck stats high enough, you can do anything. If you're locked in a mall and when the zombie apocalypse happened, started, maybe it was eight in the morning and the mall was closed. But there were still zombies inside the mall though. She was still having to survive the there zombies. There were still zombies in the mall? Because I didn't see any. I they don't shot remember. one. They shot one oh, in the that's mall. That's right. That's right. Uh yeah. Tallahassee tosses his liquor bottle up in the air, shoots the bottle, then shoots the zombie. Right, right. right. And Columbus is like, oh, you shot your liquor. (laughs) Good move. (laughs) Yeah. There really wasn't much left. And they did did address a point that uh, not many zombie movies uh, appreciate is that Zombieland would smell awful. Yeah. Mm. Those candles would actually be very nice. Right, (laughs) right. But now, after ten years, do you think the zombies still smell? Oh God, yes. The live ones or the dead ones? All of the ones. I mean, because a corpse will rot the, and stop smelling well, after. There's the whole point, right months. there. Yeah. But six it's months. like one of the first things that rots are the tendons that allow your muscles to move, and it's like, at what point do we want to call science on this one? It's like, because yeah. all right, biodegrading. Yes, you, when you die, you start to decompose. But if you follow that chain of thought, zombies quickly become impossible right. by biomedical science. But it's like, so can they just be... An- what Are they pretty much just animated skeletons with the meat sack that's just slowly sloughing off? Or? It, depend, like, it depends on what type of zombie you're talking about. You've got your science zombie, which is animated by a virus. Uh, those... Would pro- would definitely be subject to uh, to biodegrading, well, yeah, but they often like, aren't. They are because actually the way I did a report on the science zombies because I was trying to describe epidemiology and zombies always makes it better. Mm-hmm. And it's like most like the premise of of the zombie survival guide is a a a, a virus called sarin, and sarin uh, the brain is kind of hijacked. Uh, the higher centers of reason got, go, but then the, zo- the virus actually takes over the body, so it does not decompose. It literally, the zombie virus is running the body. The person's right. gone. 
But it's like, so I think the science zombie wouldn't necessarily be composed. Well, once again, uh, there, uh, Mira Grant has my favorite zombie trilogy, and her her zombie virus is a combination of a highly a highly vir- virulent cure for the common cold. Somebody somebody gene hacks another virus to cure the common cold, and then someone also is, uh, gene edits a cure for cancer. And then these two viruses meet out in the wild. I'm worried that Bill's taking notes because he's been expressing interest in setting up his own little garage CRISPR where he can <laughs> alter genes and stuff. So it's like, is that an idea? That I wrote, wrote uh, well, I wrote down gene hacking because I want to explore that <laughs> yeah, um, topic a little bit here as we go on. But go ahead. But uh, yeah, so they these two viruses meet out in the wild, make a new virus that brings the dead back to life. Uh-huh. basically just keeps the brain going and like after a certain amount of time zombies do break down uh-huh. and that's kind of what people are counting on but they break down slower than they should if they eat and get sustenance because uh-huh. like the virus can like make blocks of stuff and keep the body going longer than it should huh. so uh, and then you've got your magic zombies which Magic, match. Those zombies are going to last forever. Yeah. But usually they don't infect other people. They're just like one and dones. So they are literally created by magicians? Necromancers, yes. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. You kill a guy, you bring him back to life, he's your servant now. What about voodoo priests? Same magic. Same well, they they, they, not same magic, but... Yeah, magic principle zombies. You create a zombie one by one. Yeah, right. Right, voodoo zombies are real, ish. In in, in, in so far as the they people, aren't undead. The social construction of zombie. It's, yeah, it's like they got what they do is the the voodoo master uses a a neurotoxin yeah. that paralyzes them until they can't. <laughs> yeah. Linda just hit herself in the face with the thing she's using. <laughs> she's fanning herself with. This is like bang. But anyway, so you were saying, but yeah. So it's the neurotoxin, the neurotoxin that where they're 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 life. So they're, they're still alive, but they can't function. Barely. They can't function, but they're aware. Yeah. And it's like they then they bury him. It's like the whole they think he's dead. The whole village is there for his burial. Right. The the voodoo master digs him up, does some hand signs over him to make him think that he's doing yeah. magic, and he's like arise because he's time. He knows how the long the yeah. person lasts, and it's like it's the guy sits up. It's like you're not my zombie. It's like, and. In, in Haiti, where this is popular, mm-hmm. the whole society accepts him as a zombie. His new status is that of zombie because they, they buried him. They know he right. died, and right. now he's not dead. So he is now actually the property right. of, the, of the zombie master, and they huh. accept that. So it's real in Haiti insofar as the social... The social culture accepts it. Yeah. I mean, there's no, you know, he's not undead. Like Much like dead. zombie Jesus. Uh, <laughs> very similar. Yes. Yeah. It's a social understanding. Right. People accept it. People believe in it, and it makes it real. Right. Yep. Yeah. The social construction reality. Okay, we're getting a little little off of zombie land, so I got a question for you, and that is, what is your favorite zombie movie? Well, um, I would say... 
I Zombie Land is probably my favorite. Although World War Z is right up there. The movie World War Z? Yes. Get out of here. No, I liked it. I this liked the best yes. movie. I liked the high speed zombie. Oh, it was I, very I, I, suspenseful. I think Seth here has actually probably read the book before he saw the movie. I never oh. saw the movie. This is like then Well then you have then nothing why are to you say. Judging Bill yes. For that? It's like that's not right. You can't judge if you that haven't seen right. and because you know the Seth, book was unquestionably book. You can't it say that. Well, you can't say certainly that. You didn't see. the book's, uh, books always, are always better. better. Yeah, you didn't see is. the movie, so you cannot make that judgment. You have to sit through two hours of bad in order to listen, sit in this chair. Listen, no, I don't. Listen, I can tell you, poop smells without having to go in the watch always. Bill's movie. Only because you, only because you have experience with smelly poop. Sometimes, and I have experience with bad movies. Yes, and, but. Let me make a, a valid point here, that just because a book is better than the movie doesn't make the movie bad. When did you start working for yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, man? Just judging a movie. Yeah. You didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even see it, man. You and you're sending out right everything. now yeah. to so, our viewers, you are telling them not to watch World War Z based on nothing. No evidence. All. All right, so no evidence have, you, have any of you read the World War Z book? I have not. No. But I did see the movie. All right, so, so I saw the movie and I, and I loved the movie, and I'd be willing to read the book. Well, you would be surprised the yeah. that the book and the movie have nothing to do with each other. How they do just know? took the name. How do you know? Because I have, I like. You read, haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I have read up on the movie a lot, and there's. So you no, spoiled the movie for yourself. No, I didn't, because the movie didn't have anything to do with the book. Admire, there are no I, fast no, zombies in I, World War Z. I admire your your dedication to your <laughs> deception. I do. You you go. Just be that junkyard dog. It dog. might be a fine <laughs> zombie <laughs> movie, but it is not World War Z. Okay. All right. Um, I th mm. We've touched a nerve, I think. Sorry. I think so, we have. Yeah. I do. I feel that someone's a little butthurt about it. Actually. So we should probably move on. <laughs> listen to uh, listen to the World War Z audiobook. Okay. Because what the book was is a, basically a series of interviews from survivors of the zombie war. Okay. And the book, they get an all-star cast of people to act out these interviews. Uh. And, the, like, all-star cast. Oh, Dozens cool. of names, uh, lots of names that you'll recognize, including Nathan Fillion. Really? Wow. Hmm. Huh. All right. Well, I'll check that out. It, it's really good. Oh, I... My, my. I mean, Audible. If you want to send us some, uh, send us some support money, uh, get your free trial on Audible.com. <laughs> and, and anyone who anyone who wants Seth to actually review a movie he hasn't seen, please ask, and we'll be glad to do that. So, so we'll set him up. Let me like, tell you what's wrong with Justice League and Man of Steel. You haven't seen those? Nope. Yet you're going to tell us what's wrong with them? Yeah. All day long. Mm. Oh, All right, we, so I what's your favorite a, zombie I think, movie? I think we've got a new segment. It's yeah. Seth Judd movies he hasn't seen. I, I like this. Every week, it's like, so Seth, what do you think like about it. this movie you haven't seen? It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> favorite zombie All right, so favorite zombie movie. Shaun of the Dead. Ah, that's yes. good. I that's like a good Shaun one. Oh, I think Audie disagrees. No. Uh, uh, I was... With Bill on World War Z, and then he mentioned Shaun of the Dead. Damn, that's a good one too. I, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I like because it's just almost playful. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead. The one thing I'd like to add is something that Zombieland Two did is like if I if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm writing segues through it, man. Because yeah. that just seems to be the way right. to do the zombie apocalypse. I mean, why like, run from zombies why, when you can ride from zombies? Yeah, just do segues, like especially if they're slow zombies. Right. Were these slow? Particularly slow? They seem to be about normal speed. Uh, they're they're the shamblers. I mean, most of them could get up to a little bit of speed. Those Terminators in the end were running pretty fast. fast. Well, they were Terminators. And those are the ones you always have to watch out for. Other zombie movies would term them ghouls. All right, so John, what's your favorite? So it's Shaun of the Dead, I would say. It's just, I like the pace. I like the fact that they never seemed afraid of the zombies, really. It's like, it's and I don't don't know. I I I found it to be amusing. I liked a happy zombie movie. Right. Well, I mean, it was really kind of a zombie movie that happened in a world where we knew about zombie movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, after... If you... If we, like, saw zombies, we'd have a couple minutes of panic, and then we'd be like, oh, zombies, we know how to do this. Right. Get out the barbed wire baseball bat. They, yeah. they aren't particularly... Uh, they. They aren't, like, they're scary in their physical threat, but in and of itself, a zombie isn't too scary. Right. Uh, a horde of them is yeah. rather scary. Well, physical threat, but yes. it's still one you understand. Sure. You're not like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> right. right well, it's like, favorite. oh, this is a zombie horde. Well, yeah, they're, they're uh, kind of like spiders. And it's like, if I see one, I'm going to be up all night until I kill it. It's like, it's, so you, have, <laughs> you have to finish that. They're not particularly, because spiders aren't particularly damaging, but if I see one in my apartment and it gets away, I'm going to be spending all the time it takes until I kill it, because that's just what I have to do. Zombies aren't particularly dangerous. Yes, they, they can make you a zombie, but they, and they may never, they may not be too fast, but they will never stop. Right. So you have to take care of it. It's like, you see one. It's like, well, darn it, I was going to do something, but now I've got to do this. It's like a spider. There's a spider. Well, there's my knight. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be killing this. It's like, sometimes right. I'm lucky and I get it right away, but sometimes I have to move the stove. Spider bite. So. Oh. Spider bite. Wow. What got Whoa. you? Got me twice. Holy oh. hell. Yeah. Whoa. It's what were you doing? Either. Petting it? Uh, it's working on a drainage trench. When did it bite you? Huh? When did it bite you? couple of weeks ago. All right, cool. Right. Yeah. And he's not, not a zombie I'm yet. not carrying it with me, no. Well, it's not a, it's not like a, a <laughs> I, I, I caught him. His name is Peter. Hey, John, I got something <laughs> It's not like a, it's not a brown recluse. What else would your name is? Uh, I know. Your skin's going to start falling off and no, stuff. No, so, I've yeah. had these off and on for years and years. And... Yeah. All right, so favorite zombie movie? Uh, it's a toss-up between Shaun of the Dead and World War Z. All right. The rest of them can go to hell. I you didn't you. care about Zombieland? Uh... I wasn't moved by it at all. Yeah? No. All right. It, well, it was kind of fun that they were being silly, and it's in the script. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. So we as a group don't generally like, uh, uns- we don't like serious zombie movies. We just kind of work. We're I'm, I'm more of a comedy zombie yeah. movie yeah. liker. The other zombie movies yeah. usually don't stand out for me too much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. It's the same. I yeah. watched the new Dawn of the Dead when it came out a while ago, and then yeah. Land of the Dead, but they were kind of. What about The Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. I never really got into that. Like, I watched yeah. the. 
most of the first season of it, and then I keep up with kept up kind of with spoilers. But I almost feel. I like... mean that one. It, that one involves a lot less the horror of zombies and more of the horror that we would right. visit upon each other. Behind, yeah. yeah, right. But yeah, I'm, I get enough of that in politics. Right, so. right. I I feel Jenna would have a different opinion. Oh sure, she surely oh, would. Because like, I th- I feel the horror. She'd be. More in the horror zombies. I am. You are you are horror zombies. Well, what's your favorite producer? Uh, World War Z. All right. Because I like a scary. I like if I'm going to watch a zombie movie, I want it to be scary. Huh. All right. All right. A comedy. I like a comedy, but it's you know doesn't. Well, so I want to I want to now kind of bring this into the real world a little bit. uh Oh. So. But you're not a real boy. No. (laughs) Speaking of. Uh, bringing it back to the real world, how's that? Uh... Mine's gone. I'm <laughs> starting to feel strange. Um, so, strange. this past week, midweek, I think, um, Netflix dropped a new series out. Um, Linda, can you look, see if you can look up the oh, name yeah. of that series? Um... Uh, oh, Unnatural Selection. That's what it's called. And so. It's about um, average, ordinary people that are getting a hold of gene editing technology uh-huh. and like doing you. experimentation yeah. in their own garage. Mm-hmm. And some of these people uh, maybe just have GEDs, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one guy's more than you might think it would. It's, it's right now. That yeah. is coming, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so... Uh, you can actually go out on the internet, and there are people selling $140 gene editing kits mm-hmm. that you can order, and you can do gene editing in your garage, and you can um, inject yourself with the results of that. Um, you're not allowed to experiment on other people. Allowed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no. I mean, there's no restriction against experimentation on yourself. And um, how do you prove that that, that, that you're experimenting on people? It's like, because yeah. I mean, right now I just drank this. <laughs> it's like you made it, right? And it's like I don't so, know. I I I guess my implicit trust in you right. has allowed me to fall prey to the fact that you have this desired, uh, and you stated a desire to do this, right? So it's like, am I being stupid? <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps right. I'm being stupid. Perhaps I don't know what. But in does here. it taste good? That's it, the important thing. It well, it's water and food dye. So yeah. actually, <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> it's like it, it is. I like the effect though. It's like, zombie yeah. juice. It's not it water uh, and like food dye. Somebody so, was attempting to tell that to my poop. <laughs> like there, there is a community out there that uh, there that do biohacking. Yeah, and that's what these kids. That's what they talk about is biohackers. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, the one group had created um, uh, an edited segment of gene that incorporated some individuals that have some natural resistance to the AIDS virus. And so they clipped out that natural resistance, inserted it into a, a gene editing tool, and then they gave it to this guy who then injected it into himself because he... There's no law against experimenting on yourself, mm-hmm. and um, so and that's done live on the show, and uh, so 
it's just uh, makes me wonder if at some point, I mean, these people are doing this in this well, case. What if someone clips out the ability to be, to live in an airborne environment and puts that in Ebola? And it's like. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, see, and I just don't. A see virus it. becomes airborne. I don't think people. I don't think all people should be allowed to do this. No, and you know that if if ordinary people um, with minimal education are doing this, imagine what people with a high degree of education or knowledge of this kind of stuff can or are doing, as well as governments. You know that there's governments around the world that have to be experimenting with this. Well, Frank Herbert okay. wrote a book called The White Plague, I believe it was. Can Ooh, we take a short break? Good. Yeah. Uh, it's about a, a It's going through me. I oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's a, it's about we'll be right back after this brief announcement. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, welcome back. Uh, we're back after our short break here. Yes. Uh, Audie's feeling better, I take it? Uh, a lot lighter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We were hoping you weren't transforming into a zombie while you were up in the bathroom. Uh... Thought came across my mind. <laughs> well, I was describing White Plague by Frank Herbert, and it's it's a, it's, it's about a scientist who his wife is like killed, I think, in by like the uh, Irish Republican Army, and he's mad, so he actually invents a a disease that kills women, and it it killed all but like less than one percent, and it's like it's a story of what society would do if such a thing happened. Disappear. Well, it, it, it would. It was though there was like people trying to keep the women from being exposed to the the virus. Mm -hmm. um, the social arrangements that would happen after such a thing. You know, it's like it's, I mean, if you created a virus that targeted a specific population based on some genetic marker, and then released well, it. Well, I mean, the most genetic markers you would find would be between the genders, I imagine. So. Yeah. If, if if that's possible, which I'm pretty sure it is, it would be easiest to do it that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of uh, kind of frightening that this kind of technology is that easy it's, to work it, with. And, and I don't know why mm. people don't care. It's like people right. are just like, okay, well, yeah, you go have here, Billy. Right. Go to the garage with your CRISPR and, <laughs> and, and see what you can do. Right. Like, I mean, if somebody that you met on the internet said, "Hey, I've created this." Um, gene edited sequence that you can inject into yourself and make yourself a super muscly individual or maybe super fast or maybe increase your resistance a to some virus B? would you <laughs> yeah would you inject about? it would maybe. you try it depends on what the outcome is supposed yeah. to be I mean not knowing not knowing that much about the guy I mean maybe the guy's just a High school graduate who's working in his garage to create this oh, compound. Take a injection from that guy. Yeah. No, no, I don't care what it's supposed to do. Though. Yeah, I mean it's a lot. I mean it's different if you're going to a accredited medical institution. Yeah. Right, and they've got some treatment. Maybe you've got yeah. some inherited disease, genetic. So you're saying roll over to the? Do you want fries with that institute? And, right. And, and get some. Get yeah. Some, get some. Juice yeah, I mean, who would who would do that? Up from that guy. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's. Obviously, the ways in the gene editing could go wrong. Yeah. Mm. Which, see, all of science fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like there's a whole bunch of books about that. So, yeah. But there's also ways in which it will be beneficial. Sure. 
Like we're looking at, uh, there was a uh, there was an advancement mm, in yeah. CRISPR technology that came out just yeah, earlier this year, and that's going to shorten the time it takes to cure many genetic diseases mm -hmm. that we have no other way of dealing with. Yeah. Well, I, I, I some I, bad ones like Huntington's. It's just nasty. It's like mm -hmm. something that just causes complete neurological failure slowly. After yeah. you hit middle age, and it's like it's a terrible thing, and if right. we can get rid of that, that would be awesome. But it's I think it's like any new technology, whether it's computer technology or the development of nuclear technology or whatever. There are good, peaceful, well, beneficial uses for can it. Can we survive our infancy of understanding? That? It's like we're the, that's the you know, question. The, the 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 jury's still out on our ability to survive nuclear technology. It's right, like, and mm. it, it's like I think there's going to be a much sharper learning curve right. on genetic testing, and it's like because there's just one mistake from one. Well, idiot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and just... and even the jury's out on computers because as artificial intelligence grows and becomes yeah. sentient. That creates a whole new set of problems, yeah. especially if that sentience is allowed to grow on the Internet. Yeah, and especially since we program our machines for efficiency and we're the least efficient thing in any system. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, right. bad day. For, so, yeah, we have set up your, a whole bunch of technological problems that we may not have the emotional maturity to actually right. solve. Right. But someday genetic engineering may help us to survive in space. True. Be more yeah. survivable to cosmic radiation. Right. And but then would they be human? Would we change the definition of human? We'd have to actually change the definition of human, wouldn't we? Mm. Eventually, we would grow beyond being human and being maybe something else. Part human, part tardigrade. We're already intolerant to people that are human. It's like, yeah. how, how would we... Well, if I can go to space and get away from all those people, then I'm fine. But then you'd yeah. be one of those people. And it's like... You'd be now a new subpopulation, and if you live in space long enough, you could never come back. So really, you'd never meet them. So it's yeah, like, well, that sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's yeah. like I see the TV coming out of thirtieth century Earth. I'm okay with not going back. People are like all like, well, people want to set up a colony on Mars. It's a one way trip. It's like maybe some people just don't like you. Hmm. Maybe, maybe they just really actually would rather live in hardship on a new planet than deal with you. And sign me up. I'm there. I, I hate all you people. <laughs> not, not you guys, but it's like, but, but people. Just people. So, the nations of the world came together to inhibit the proliferation of nuclear technology. I don't see the same thing happening with this bio-editing technology. It's already happened with uh, cloning. Yeah, but but now you or at least human cloning. But now you have these kits that anybody can buy to do gene editing in their garage. I mean, it doesn't seem to well, be the same level of caution. But I see concern, a far yeah. yeah. Well, you saw you, the concern with might be... No one's seeing the concern with this, and it's yeah. like that's what I think you're saying. Right. Because they didn't. Because no. Because with nuclear weapons, you saw Nagasaki and Hiroshima, and you saw huge cities completely wiped off the face of the map. But this same thing hasn't happened yet with genetic technology. Well, you're you're all you also may be overestimating the effectiveness of these garage kits and hobbyist biohackers. Yeah, maybe they have yet to cure anything. No, they have yet to cause any 
uh, bad effects beyond killing a couple of themselves. Right. But, uh, but... It may just be the new snake one. All the time, this technology gets better, cheaper, more yeah. readily available, yeah. and people learn more about it. But it's still technology and requires a certain amount of expertise to at least use. Like, if you can't turn on a computer, you're not going to cause any harm with a computer. If you order one of these gene kits, you still at least have to know, at least have at least a rough understanding of what well, you're doing to even, like... Kind of, but it's like, what if you what if you have these, like, the people Bill's talking about are, are the people who are not educated enough to fully understand what they're doing, yet someone who is smart enough offers an expansion pack to your genetic test that actually, all, the only thing it does is make virus that kills people, but they don't I mean, know, that so is, they're going to make In my stuff. mind, that is the threat, is the... This is the intelligent actors. Yes, and right. it's like can use the we're setting up a stage that opens the playing field for the people to control the morons who think they're actually homo scientists now who can make this happen. You know, those people to destroy everybody. I'm more worried about governments oh, 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 and oh, oh. or like. But what was the name? Twelve monkeys. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a twelve monkey situation. You know, the, the 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 guy made the gene that killed everybody, and it's like, there you go. He didn't seem to care. It's like, and we're setting up a playground where those guys can play ball. Yeah. And it's like, depending on how bad they, they, because apparently nature has not designed something that has had a, a significant uh, impact on humans to wipe out all of them. I mean, well, like just, I think just the fact that at least thus far, we don't have any like terrorist cells who are developing brand new viruses that we know that of. Well, yeah, that right well, now. I it still imagine. hasn't happened yet. It in yeah. indicates that, like, CRISPR's been around for a while. Yeah. You, st it, you well, still need to know what years. you're doing years, to make like a those, virus. To... Those few years, I imagine there's cells working on it right now. And as soon as they, one, get what they want, and two, make enough of it, yeah. they're going to probably do something with it. And it's, like, not a good day to live no. in one of the biggest Because all cities. you have to well, do is infect someone and put yeah. them on an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you still have to do a lot of experimentation with that to make sure it does what you want. Sure. Like, we, yeah, we aren't right. to the point but with... That sounds uh, like what infidels are for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, someone's you gonna keep notice, the infected individuals yeah. Someone's going to notice your trial run of trial runs of something like that. Like, gene editing still isn't to the point where it's like computer code where you can be like, okay, yeah. I'm going to write it to do this, 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 and this, and... Look, it works. It's a not a to that point. AGTC, it kind of is. Now, yeah. we like you know the building blocks, but we don't know the language. True, if such that, a thing that could actually be. makes it worse, though. It's like, to, but that doesn't mean that you can like if you don't. In terms of computer programming, you know the words, you know the letters you can type in, but if you don't type in the right letters in the right sequence, then it doesn't compile and it doesn't mm -hmm. run on. Anything. Have you, well, we have know you the watched the show, hmm? Sean? Sean? God damn it! <laughs> oh, yeah! Son of a bitch! <laughs> Sean of the Every dead. show! <laughs> Every show! Now Sean of the dead did it. Now it's you, Linda? Last really? week, I accidentally called really? him. Really? Last show, I actually accidentally called oh. him uh, Sean. Seth, have so you, you seen the show? To it since I'm have not you watched it? Not yet. So well, it's all your fault. It, you started so the whole ball I, rolling. I did not do if that. you start a, a snowball at the top of the hill, 
when it gets down to the bottom and it's a giant boulder that takes out a house, it's still your fault. But watch, seriously, watch the show. I'll, I'll watch because the show. it actually is is disgustingly easier than we think it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, there's one okay, guy, he's, he's simply got a GED and he's working on creating glow in the dark puppies. Yeah. And he's already got. He's he's to the point now where the dogs that he's working on are producing glow in the dark semen. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, I, I guess I need to move this here. I, I mean, <laughs> in in about fifty fifty quantity, so about fifty percent of the semen glow in the dark. He's that far. Right. Well, well, I mean, but that's not his goal, though. Well, yeah, but you're a computer guy. It's like you know, like a a, a go to sequence. You know, we have the sequences. No, no, we there's just don't know exactly we, we what t- it does if we put this. If we change X with Y. If we change G with T, what's going to happen? And it, that's what they're doing in these but garages. That, yeah, but like, that, that's blind. That's like blind. Let's see what's ha- what's going to happen yes, if I do is. this. Yeah, that is. That is. And that's, that's yeah. But the, we're you're talking about it like it's a computer language, and that's not what DNA is. It's not a language that is like logically if you put, laid if you out. Put GTCA in the in what in an order that actually makes sense. To the molecule, it will. But we replicate. don't know what makes sense to the molecule, and that yet. makes it even more dangerous. <laughs> it makes it even worse. Is it's not knowing exactly how this works, and we we've done a fairly good job at sequencing the genome. We we kind of know what some things do. Well, we've sequenced the genome, but like most of our history in genetic editing up until this point has been by causing. Uh, random mutations in various things through stuff like irradiating things and seeing what survives and then breeding those things for their traits. Well, we also, I mean, we've been breeding things for at least 14,000 years. Exactly. And it's like, we know how that kind of works. It's like, the mink is is actually uh, a fairly pleasant creature that has spots on its fur, but they bred the spots out. And somehow... There's a, a link in the genetics between the spots and uh, mildness. Right. So the ones without spots that they bred are psychotic. They literally they, they can't even mate with each other. It's like they, you have to handle them with uh, like a, a an electric prod and a noose because <laughs> they're insane. They will not. They're 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 violent to the point where they're impossible to actually do anything with. You have they have to feed them cages, feed them, kill them make the fur. So it's like, we know that there's a link between that. We know there's a lot of links between a lot of things. Well, is there a link between it, or did the ones without, uh, with, that they bred without the when fur we just... The, when we bred the spots out of them, the, psych, the psychosis appeared. So, well, like, were the and that's one, science. But the ones science. that had the, that had the, that had, didn't have the spots might have also had this recessive gene for psychosis that came along yeah, with it. that released when we took away whatever inhibitor the, the genetics for the spots provided. So, the, the, okay. this is all, we, we understand a lot more than, than... Well, they've got some treatments now for some genetically yeah. inherited diseases. Mm-hmm. Uh, blindness, actually. There's uh, one um, story in the series where uh, a kid, and he looks like he's maybe about 10 or 11, but he's going progressively more and more blind because of this genetic defect that he has and so uh, we haven't seen the outcome yet but he's starting to go in now for this gene therapy where they're inserting these genes that have been modified with CRISPR 
to fix the genetic defect in his sight. Cool. Yeah, so that he can see again. But literally, it is like a computer program. It really, it's more frightening like a computer program than you. You might really like CRISPR because because it, it would work in a way that you understand. Once once you figure out the sequences that. You know, it, it's a matter of just substituting certain little well, little parts. So you're in the trying right to thing. get Seth to become a biohacker. I, I, I think I have to because you're going to end everything. I think he's going to have like, to save everybody. From <laughs> what I understand, I have looked into CRISPR a little bit, and from what I understand, it is identifying what genes are responsible for what traits. No, not yeah. CRISPR. CRISPR isn't. Well, CRISPR is the process that you use to you identify what Snip genes and you want. Yeah. You use. CRISPR as basically a cut and paste tool. Correct. You don't know what it is about that section or that gene that you're cutting and, and pasting. That is the terrifying part. But right there. That's also like we don't we aren't treating it like a com it's not like a computer language in that point. You're not it's not like programming and everyone's well, drawing. No, you can the, do that in a computer you, almost you can all the time, do that, but you just know do nothing. It's gonna like just just shut the program yeah. down. But it's like But that's not how computer programming works. Well I think a, an analogy would be let's say you have a, a like computer the, program that's coded to go into a directory and delete any file with a .exe extension. Now you have this CRISPR virus, and the CRISPR virus can go into this long set of instruction code and replace the .exe with a .asterisk. And then so, you run it, and now instead of just deleting executable files, you delete every file. All right, so, so, let so me that would be the extent. We, we, don't, we can't read the entire program. We don't know what the whole program does, but we know that this one part seems to go in and, and delete certain files in this directory. So now we say, okay, pull that part out and put in a part that now instead of deleting specific files, it deletes every file. Okay, let, let me explain why I have a problem with the programming analogy. Okay. So one of the things that creationists really like to do is say that DNA is like God's code. Mm -hmm. He's a master computer programmer, and he made this fantastically complex code that is right. perfect and wonderful. Which right. is just dumb. And right. as a computer programmer, like I can tell you that DNA is only analogous to code. Sure. Like it's still, it's not an actual language. It's acids that we we have assigned values to that have right. come together in nature in an order that does things. It's right. only analogous to code because we have assigned it to it. But DNA is nowhere near close to a perfect code oh, in a no. computer program. Oh, if no, no. God, never, never, we never said it was perfect. Yeah, well, it, yeah. If God were a computer programmer who made this... He's the shittiest computer programmer ever. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, actually, he would get fired from every job he ever had. Right. And but it's not like code. Like it's not. There are sequences of things that get like it's analogous to code. Are there creationist computer programmers? I have no idea. I, would I, imagine I that must there assume are. so. Somebody had to make their websites. Well, well there's a lot. There's a lot of creationist engineers, because. Everything has a beginning and an end. It's like, and so does computer science. The thing is, is that, yes, it's like, if you believe the Earth is between six and 10,000 years old, cre uh, evolution's stupid. If you believe the Earth, or the universe is 13.8 billion years old, creation's stupid. Whichever side of the fence you actually look out, it's like what Obi-Wan said, you'll find that a lot of truths in life depend a great deal on your point of view. Yeah. And I'm not defending creationists by any means, but it's like, 
to them, the idea of such a fantastic code uh, emerging in six to ten thousand years is stupid, and they're right. Yeah. Now the the Earth being or the universe being thirteen point eight billion years old, the Earth being four point five billion years old, there's time under the sun for all of this to develop, which it did. Do you think and that? Do you think that times. creationists yes. would refuse to believe that it's possible for people to change God's code? How could they? Uh, they would. They would. They would definitely view it as sinful. Blasphemy. Because because Blasphemous. because yeah. they say. That's the argument they use against climate change, right? Is that mm. they say God will not allow the planet yeah. to be flooded, right, or, or destroyed, destroyed by, yeah. by climate. So there's no way that humanity can change God's they, they perfect real, climate. The argument is like when I was a Christian, the argument was much more Jesus is coming back, so we don't have it to worry about it. So anything. we're helping Jesus uh, in the in the whole uh, Armageddon thing. Yeah. Okay. End of days. Yay! Mm. Yeah. <laughs> See. And that's we're being helpers. And, and, you know, it's 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 good. To At be least helpers. we're helping somebody. Yeah. Well, we're getting the uh, we're over time from our signal from our uh, producer. So, <laughs> yeah. so she gave me the the old sl- yeah. throat slash thing. Yeah, she's trying to tell Sean to shut up. <laughs> God damn it, God you guys! Damn it. Just encourage oh, him. Terrible. We don't mean to. We he don't. started the ball rolling. It's a huge snowball now. We can't stop it. You started It's it. got its own life. You are the first one I, to say Sean. I hate you all. <laughs> I hate you all, everyone here. By the way, does he look grayer to you? A little bit, yeah. I was well, people that, keep calling me Sean. I was noticing that in the picture you showed yesterday. It's like, like on, on the... Facebook? Our, I'm glad we can revisit that in this episode, too. Thanks, Bill. Well, John wasn't there. You, you were you there for the episode where we were? No, no that was no. Charles. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. might have been sitting back. Everybody there. was commenting about how, in just the past few months, he's really gone quite gray. It's, it, it happens. It does. It's not I know, Linda. Deal. Let's stop now. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I, lo- I love just like examining like how my looks are changing, like on the podcast. That's that's oh, what's that's fun here for me. <laughs> 50 Shawns of Grey. Fuck <laughs> you. Yes. Fuck yes! you. I'm in control of that. And it's not happening. 50 Shawns of Grey. We just set off the triple. <laughs> the triple <laughs> even likes it. Likes oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all become zombies. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, uh, folks, right. thanks for tuning in for another. Uh, I hope I wasn't too loud. <laughs> another hilarious out. episode of uh, Galactic Driftwood podcast. Uh, hopefully, we haven't given you uh, anything to have nightmares about tonight, or maybe and, we have. I don't yeah. know. Sorry if we spoiled this for you. Yes, and you, but but you did. You read past our spoilers. So right. Like, Go see Zombieland. It was a good movie. We liked it. It was. We did. And uh, Zombieland Two. We'll see you next time. I think next time is uh, Benito Garcia. Oh, is it? Yes. Nice. So he'll be back Talking on the show. Talking about RPGs. RPGs. So that oh, he's gonna. Cool. We're gonna be doing one with him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna have a game for us. Not sweet. next week, but soon. Soon. Yeah. Right. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. That'll be sweet. That'll be a lot of fun. So anyway, tune in next time for that and more excitement. So thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. 
For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.